With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aloha everybody and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today we're going to be talking about the truth behind astro travel. The reason I even decided to do this subject is actually because I have been getting a lot of questions about astro travel or people who do not realize that they're astro traveling but they're having some experiences that make them very nervous and freaked out which is super common when it comes to astro travel because people don't realize what's happening. A particular post that was done in my higher purpose learning group though really kind of irked me on this subject which prompted me to do this sooner than later and that was a girl who were, who posted that she'd been having these dreams of being pulled at tugged at or even pulled out of body by these black silhouette figures and it completely freaked her out she also jumped that they come in a window and climbed over top of her um, and it just startled her like it would anybody I'm sure and so I explained this can be what, once she says a black silhouette, so that's just a very classic thing that people, their mind translates when they're seeing different energies. And I will get into that in a minute, but I, it's very easy. Um, her signs and her, her things that she was saying that I knew exactly what was happening, not to mention I can usually see it psychically. But that being said, there's still keywords that people use all the time that's very easy, even if you're not me, to tell if somebody's astro-traveling. So when I explained to her that she was astro-traveling and they were not silhouettes pulling her around, um, but when you're afraid or you don't understand what's happening, your mind can translate it in that direction, she was very grateful, but then she went and, and read about astro-travel, I'm assuming, on the Internet because um, she came back quickly and said, you know, strange creatures, bullies, not letting you back into your body. No wonder I was scared, etc. And I was just like, what are you reading? This is totally and completely inaccurate information. And she, she said, oh, thank gosh. Gosh, I know that, you know, I'm glad that this is inaccurate information. But it got me wondering, what the heck kind of information is out there on astro travel? So I started looking around at some websites to see what people were saying about astro travel. And I was really shocked. I was literally shocked at some of the information that was out there, which people seem or give the impression that they are well-rounded in astro travel or astral projection, which are two very different things, which I also noticed a lot of people don't differentiate that who are posting these things on the websites. They are giving information like they know exactly what's happening and they're giving inaccurate information. Not only are they giving inaccurate information, and I am going to vent for a minute, but from what I'm reading what these people are telling other people, I'm starting to wonder if these people even astro travel or astro project at all themselves. Because, and the reason that I feel really strongly about this is because I have been astro traveling for my entire life. And 
there are things that I experienced when I was younger that, yes, made me a little bit nervous till I realized they were what it was, but I am a very lucid astro traveler. I am very conscious when I am out of body, and I experience it so much, so much, I mean, several times a week, to where I control my astro travel, I know where I'm going, I can, I'm very able to control what I do in an astro travel state. And I think that this is very rare, especially for what I'm reading, that other people don't tend to have the control that I do. And the information that I'm giving you guys is information based on my own experiences that I've had my entire 40 some years of life. And it's things that I do repetitively over and over again. I absolutely know what I'm talking about from my experience. And like I mentioned, from, from knowing so much about astral travel, I know so much about it. And I've practiced it so much, not even on purpose, that when I read these articles, I am really convinced a lot of these people are interested in astral travel, but they don't do it often or they don't have the control that I do and don't understand it enough and have not done it to the extent that I've done it or to the many times that I've done it that they're giving very inaccurate information. And I really want to clear this up just because it's something that I do so often. Now, that being said, we're going to get into astral travel a little bit and what signs and symptoms that people tend to get and what makes... what. What signs do you have that you can tell if you're astral traveling? I'm going to cover that. There are roughly eight signs that will definitely let you know if you're astral traveling. The other thing that I want you guys to know is everybody astral travels. This is not something that the people writing the books just do or I just do. You astral travel at least probably two to three times a week while you're sleeping. It's something that you naturally do. It's something you do not have to learn how to do. You may not notice that you do it. Some people will notice that they do it when they start to awake during exit or entry of the body. So this is not meant to scare you. It's not meant to really do anything but inform you of what's happening when you do astral travel because like I've said before it doesn't really matter if you believe it or don't believe it it's just happening and that's just what's going down um if you're a spiritual if you're here here if you're human in your physical body you're going to be astral traveling it, it several times a week it's just the way that our spiritual body and our physical body kind of operate and and balance with each other so what astral traveling is for those of you who do not know is there are times that your spiritual body actually leaves your physical body for a period of time. And why does that happen? It does it for a very good reason, which is to recharge and align itself on a spiritual vibrational level. The reason, the, the meaning behind that would be, so if you're in your physical body all the time, you can actually lower your spiritual vibration, your, your spiritual body vibration, by certain things or perspectives or choices that you make in life, you can potentially lower your own spiritual vibration. And in order to stay healthy, uh, your spiritual body must get out of your physical body at some point in time and then 
line up with the spiritual realm and raise the vibration. It needs to be able to move around. Think of it like if you kept a puppy in a little kennel or a cage and you never, ever, ever let it out to exercise or run around. It's just, it's required for your spiritual body to stay healthy and stay connected. So yes, your spiritual body actually leaves your physical body for a certain period of time. Now, for those of you who are afraid that you will never find your body again, which is funny, but a very valid fear, if you think about it, that's never going to happen. There is a cord. I'm sure you've heard about it. It's called a... Um, it's a silver cord. It's basically your lifeline or your connection to your physical body. Once that cord breaks, that is doesn't happen while you're astral traveling. Anybody, do not let your mind go there. That's not what goes down. But um, when you pass, then the connection is broken. You move on and you release your physical body. But this is not something that happens during an astral travel state. There has to be some thing, something that happens to your physical body. In, that makes your physical body inoperable in order for that cord to be released. It's not that you just go out and get lost or your cord gets tangled around a tree or like whatever, and then you just can't get back. Like that's, it has to actually be something that happens to your physical body to release the cord. So you will not get lost. It's happening anyways. So how do you know if it's happening and why is it happening? Well, here, let's cover some of the symptoms, very common, common symptoms to let you know, uh, you know, what astral travel feels like. And here's the thing. Astral travel doesn't feel like anything per se, except for a wonderful experience when you're on the other side. And I'm going to get into things that you're doing, etc., etc. What you're feeling when I'm talking about the signs that you've been astral traveling is your exit and your entry into body. That's what you're feeling. You're not essentially feeling the astral travel itself. You're feeling the exit or the entry. And when that happens and you awaken or become a little bit more conscious during an exit or an entry, you may very well experience some of these things. One of the most well-known things is sleep paralysis. And that can freak people out. I'm going to go through the list kind of like I'm not going to spend a ton of time on each one. I'm just going to kind of go through the list. Bed shaking. Bed shaking is something that completely like they think that, oh, my gosh, a spirit is shaking my bed. And it literally will feel like your bed shaking. But bed shaking is a sign. Feeling like somebody or something is on your chest or on top of you or that you, you know, they're kind of like you can't breathe that type of feeling like it's on pressure or like some people say pressure in their head, but mostly it's on their chest or they're feeling like that they can't breathe, like they're being strangled or something. Um, that's a very common sign. Your body vibrating. Somebody had mentioned to me like um, sometimes my body feels like it's vibrating like a high pitch tuning fork. Yes, vibration is very common because your body, when you are in the spiritual realm, you're astral traveling, it vibrates at a very high tuning fork is a good analogy but a very high level and so if you get jolted back into your body or you're pulled back into your body too quickly um then you may still it, i told I, I explain this like 
When your vibration is high, you basically usually wind it down a little bit before you get back into your body. Just pretend like you just ran on a treadmill just really hard for like, um, you know, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. You ran as hard as you possibly could and your heart rate's up and it's going and all of that. And then they say, just like, calm down now. Like if you don't have a cooling off period, you, you have to have a period where you kind of lower your heart rate and you just relax and you get back down to that, you know, the regular uh, breathing state that you had before that you ran on the treadmill really hard. That's the same thing when you go out of body uh, with your vibration. If you, if you pop back in too soon, you may not have had that, that lowering of the vibration down to your physical body. So you'll feel the vibration. Dark silhouettes. Um, this is super common. And basically, there is a time when you shift from the spiritual realm into the physical realm, and there is a, a dimension and an area in between there where there's a lot of energies, and they tend to be grays, black um, type energy, shadowish looking energies. And these are not people, they're not monsters, they're not anything of the sort, but it's energy moving. And when you come from the spiritual realm to the physical body, your mind, when, if you're lucid at all or you're startled, because that's what's happening when you, when you exit and enter, enter your body and you're feeling any of the bed shaking or someone's on your chest or the vibration or any of this that I've talked about so far, usually something has startled you or caused you to try to awake in the physical realm when you are not back in your body yet. And so let's just say somebody slammed a door or something happened to physically try to wake your, your, you up and you know try to get your eyes to open and whatnot, and it startles you somehow. If you're out of body from your, your physical body and you're astral traveling at that point, it's going to take a minute for you to get back into your body, and you may go through all of these stages very quickly because you are abruptly awake. Awo- Awoken, if that's a word. Um, you're abru- abruptly waking up. And it may not be something you remember, but something will have jolted you to cause you to come back into your body before you were actually prepared to come back into your body. So when somebody, if somebody tries to wake you or loud noise or whatever happens, like I said, that's why you're getting this rough exit and entry, which you're going to be experiencing these things. So... When you come through this energetic portion and get back into your body, when you are kind of lucid, everybody has watched so many scary movies and so much, they're afraid of spirits and so many things are happening that anybody immediately assumes that a darker type silhouette or movement is something bad or negative. And so their brain will translate it into, oh my God, something just really scary happened. And there was like some weird energy that went over here, some weird black silhouette that moved over there. And that is your brain trying to translate um, coming back into your body and seeing these um, energies or this energy movement that can be around you at some point in time. Now, Just to be clear, are there some darker entities that are around you, like potentially when you're asked traveling? Yes, that can happen. Um, But the chances of you actually seeing this is pretty much slim to none. 
Um, you may think that you are and saying, oh, she's wrong, whatever. It, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but the simple fact of you probably most likely wouldn't see the ones who were darker entities that may potentially be around your area anyways. And the reason for that is because when you're exiting and entering in an astral travel state, you are always have like an angel army with you. Like you have some, you have protection. You are always very protected when you are astral traveling. It doesn't have to be that you call them in. It doesn't have to be that you make some type of prayer or direction. It's just, it's your your bodyguard, your crew that comes with you when you exit an entry. It, it's just something that is assigned to you. And it's something you didn't have to have anything to do with. It's there. So there will be a barrier between any negative thing that's going on during an astral travel state anyways. And most often, the chances of you seeing anything negative that would even maybe approach your realm is maybe one in a hundred. It's just not great because there's going to be that barrier of protection there for you. So some other things, again, sleep paralysis. That was one that we mentioned earlier where you feel like you can't move your body, your wake, etc. Like you can't move your arms. Loud humming or buzzing noises. Again, when you shift from the physical or spiritual realm to the physical realm, if you're still vibrating really high when you get into your physical body, sometimes you hear a loud humming or a buzzing noise until your vibration adjusts itself to the physical realm. So you're going to hear potentially a loud humming or buzzing noise. You may or may not hear it. Since sensation of being pulled to and or out of or into your body, like the sensation of being pulled, like by somebody or something, like somebody grabs your shirt, pulls you in, pulls you out, whatever. That's not anybody grabbing you. That's just the sensation that you get as you project out or project in. And so there are a lot of things that happen during your astral travel. We've kind of covered a lot of the signs um, of what's happening. These are super, super common. As far as the sleep paralysis goes, that's usually, again, when you're waking before you're completely back into body. I want to cover that a little bit more, I feel like. Um, because your spiritual, your spiritual body is what operates your physical body. It's what actually makes it move. And so that's why when people cross over and you go to a casket or, you know, funeral or whatever, they're not moving. They're not able to move because your spiritual body is what operates the physical body. So when your spiritual body is outside of the physical body for a minute before it gets back in to allow movement, that's when you're experiencing the uh, sleep paralysis. And so the other thing that I wanted to talk about before I talk about what you potentially are doing when you're astral traveling is that I used an analogy the other day when I was talking to somebody. If you want to try to explain this to somebody, it's kind of like if you're flying an airplane and you have somebody who's sort of inexperienced when you are when you wake up if if you guys are experiencing any of these things what happens is when you awake during an entry or an exit it's kind of like you're trying to people try to take control right away so it'd be like you naturally flying in an airplane and naturally the airplane would land but if you all of a sudden awake during this time and you try to take control of the airplane for fear of what's going on around you and you're sort of startled and you don't know really how to run, you know, fly the airplane or land the airplane, you as a person, as a your mind tries to take over and you try to take control 
of the landing of the entry. And this will cause a very rough landing for you guys. It will just cause it to be very bumpy road, very kind of crazy, feel weird. Um, you may do some spinning. I mean, you may hit the ground and just, it's just going to cause you to have a very rough landing. It's the same as the taking off. If you awake during a takeoff, you're going to have the same experience if you try to take control. So what you want to do if you're having this happen often is a couple of things. Um, you can ask to have a, a, a smooth exit and a smooth entry. You can ask God, your angels, your spirit guide, whoever, that if you ask to travel that night, please help me to have a, an easy entry and an easy um, or an easy exit and an easy entry. That is one of the best things that you can ever do. And you can also ask even to not be, um, please allow me to not wake during an exit or an entry. Just allow it to happen. Because, and if you do tend to awake, don't try to take control. Don't panic. Don't try to take control of what's happening. Just relax and allow yourself to naturally land back in. Or naturally exit out. Like that's the pro problem that a lot of people have is they become very startled. They panic. They start justifying and reaching for things in their mind and making sense of what's going on. And you have a very rough landing and it feels weird and it doesn't feel good and whatnot. So um, that's something that you want to do is you want to talk to your angels or your guides or whoever you want to um, and ask maybe not to awake or to allow yourself to have a good exit and entry. It works really well if you communicate with whoever is escorting you around you um, to help make that transition smoother. So what happens during an astral travel state? Lots of things. Um, you go over into the spiritual realm. You can do, uh, for me, I end up doing a lot of healing work. I meet with my counsel during that time. I, uh, get more knowledge or training in the spiritual realm. Like I do a lot of, lot of, lot of work. Um, in fact, sometimes I feel like I get more rest when I'm awake than when I'm asleep. And like I mentioned to you guys before, I remember, I'm very aware of when I'm astral traveling. So to me, it, it feels very much like being in an awakening state. And I have to tell you a story um, of things that I've done often. And it's really interesting because I had read something not very long ago that said, and if you dream you're flying, you're just flying. You're not astral traveling. And it was somebody who was talking about astral traveling. And I'm like, again, do these people do this at all? Like for real? Like really? Do you do this? Because I'm not really sure you're doing this. Um, my grandma was ill. And she was in the hospital. And I astro traveled out of my body. I remember when I became very conscious of it, I was actually above her hospital room, who was on the mainland. And I went down into the hospital room right beside her bed. I knew who was in the room. I knew what they were doing with her. I could tell you everything that happened because I also verified it with people. Although I knew, because I basically didn't verify it, like, were you doing this? But I called and said, I was there. Oh, yeah, well, so-and-so was there. Yes, I know. I've seen them. It, I knew what they were talking about. I could see it. It was just reality for me. When I was done visiting my grandma, I flew up out of the hospital. Um, I went and I flew across the United States. And I know 
that for some people this is probably like, are you kidding me? Or wow, that'd be really cool. But it is just my reality. I mean, I flew across it. I flew to Hawaii. I seen the islands. I seen my island. I came down. I seen the part of my where the city where my house is. I seen the roof of my house. I seen came through the ceiling. I seen my body. I came in. I woke up. It, it it's just what happens. So yes, when you're flying, you are astro traveling, especially if you feel like you are flying without like an airplane or something, like your body's flying. Um, I can navigate myself very well when I'm flying. I usually tend to wake up after, or not wake up, but become very lucid after I'm out of body. So there's an, um, another fun story. And I do this often. Like this is, happens, like I said, weekly. I mean, it's constant for me. Um, I'm just telling you some of my funnest memories that I have. Um, one time I was in the middle of my field in uh, at a house that we own like seven acres on. And the funny thing was it was on the mainland. It was very, very cold, like 20 degrees out. And I thought, why am I not cold? Cause I'm always cold. And I thought this is very strange. And I looked around and I was floating about three feet off the ground. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm astro traveling. Okay. Makes total sense. And so I thought, well, and here's the thing with me. I don't like to, I, have a habit because I'm such a lucid astro traveler. I have a habit of waking up while I'm astro traveling all the time. And I, I don't like to be that conscious to the end of my astro travel state because what happens is I wake up very groggy. So, um, for those of you who wonder why sometimes you wake up really, really groggy, it's for me, it happens when I'm way too lucid at the end of my astro traveling that I'm doing. And so I was like, oh no, sun's coming up, need to get back to the house. I, I don't want to be groggy. I know that I need to get back in body quickly so that I can spend some time in my body for like an hour or so before I get up. And um, so I, the way that you fly, navigate, move when you astro travel is all via thought. That's how you move. Like you just decide to go towards the house and you will move towards the house. That's how things work in the spiritual realm. That's why you can also, in, in the spiritual realm, lots of people communicate telepathically. That's why when you're talking with spirits in the physical realm, they're putting blocks of thought into your mind because that's how they do it in the spiritual realm mostly. They communicate with you telepathically. It's like you're having a conversation without your mouth moving. It just is how you communicate. Spirits love to communicate with you that way. And so that's why most people won't hear spirits uh, audibly. And not to mention there's a very strange um, tone that they get when, they, when their voice comes from the one dimension to another dimension. It has a, like, a really um, crispy tone to it, so it's hard on the, on the audible ear. But spirits are used to communicating telepathically. And so I find it interesting that everybody just wants to hear them audibly but that's what we do here on earth so it makes sense anyways so I decided I went back to the house I went through the door because I knew I didn't need to open it and I now this is a funny thing I I know I've told this story before but I just I crack myself up when I think about it my pup my dogs my two German shepherds used to always see spirits in the garage always they would bark at the corner they would bark at that and I knew they could see me and so I decided to kind of scare them 
for fun, which I think is weird. And um, I love my puppies, but I, you know, take advantage of what you're doing. And so I flew through the door and I went right up to one of my, my female German Shepherd and I said her name and she lifted up her head and looked at me and she didn't do anything. She didn't bark. She didn't nothing. And then I was like, well, she knows who I am, so she's not going to bark at me. And then she just looked at me like, what are you doing? And so it was so funny when I realized she knew me in spirit form. She knew me in physical form. I was the same me to her. And that's how it is with animals. You are the same you to your animals. And so I kind of laughed about that. Went in, found my body, went back in, and um, woke up right away. So these are some of my fun experiences about astro traveling. But I do it often. I mean, you can, I've gone into the ocean to very deep levels for certain things that I was doing, specific things. Um, it's, it's interesting all the things that you can do while you're astro traveling. And most people are not going to be like me, but they will remember doing things such as seeing loved ones when they're astro traveling. Um, when you have loved one visits, when you're on the other side or you're having conversations, you're astral traveling at that point. Um, when you feel like you're in the spiritual realm somewhere in like library or like this just beautiful place that you know and you recognize to your soul, but you've never, um, you don't recognize in the physical realm, um, you're astral traveling on the other side, you're seeing things, you're being adventurous. You may have done something that I've done where somebody's sick and you may be by their bedside or you may have be just visiting a relative in another place, um, whether or a friend or somebody who you care about. And it could be daytime, could be nighttime. I used to ask to travel so much when I would nap when I was younger that I just stopped napping because it just felt exhausting. By the time that I got up, I was just like, you know what, this, this was not relaxing whatsoever. And because I would go around my house the whole time, it was the most craziest thing. If I would be napping and my husband would be there or my kids would be doing stuff, I would be always up and, and walking around my house and trying to talk to them and then they wouldn't talk back. And then I'd realize I was over there on the couch still and I could see myself. I used to do that so much. Oh my gosh, it would be frustrating. So I thought, why am I even napping? There's no point. I'm still walking around trying to converse with everybody. So no nap time for me. I kind of cut that out that just because it just drove me nuts. And um, so you will do a lot of travel to the spiritual realm. You will do a lot of visits with loved ones. You will meet with your councils. You will meet with your guides. You will do some adventure type stuff where you're seeing other dimensions, um, you, where you're seeing other parts of the world that is now. You will potentially visit people on this earth plane somewhere else. So there's lots of stuff that you do when you ask to travel, but that is a time that you your body will feel free, your spiritual body. That is a time where you will recharge, where you will learn, where your vibration will raise. You need to be recharged like a battery needs to be recharged. You, you expend and you drain a lot of energy and you don't know how to monitor it during the day many times. And uh, it's not something you're aware of or paying attention to. So your spiritual body has to have a safeguard built in. That's how we were made. 
that's what we were instilled with. God or whoever you want to decide made us. They made us with a plan to make sure that we spiritually recharge ourselves and that we we stay spiritually aligned whether we choose to or not at least three times a week. It's just a safeguard and it's amazing and wonderful, but it can be very scary when you don't know what's happening. And so the other thing that I want to clarify right before I go is... Astral projection. That is a little bit different than astral travel. That is when usually people sit down in a meditative state. They try to be very conscious and lucid when they project themselves out of body. And they do so in a very forceful manner. That's not something that I do. I don't feel a need to do it because I do it way too much anyways. Like I'm so lucid anyways that I guess, I guess I'm not really sure why people would want to astral project. And that's kind of interesting to me. I'm I'm not really sure what they're trying to do. I think, I think people like to feel like they're, they're kind of harnessing their abilities somehow, um, and controlling it. And, that's not helpful necessarily. I don't feel like in the spiritual realm, you don't want to harness and control your spiritual body. That's a, that's a physical body thing. That's a, that's a mental thing. That's a, that's a left brain thing to when you're, when you're working with your spiritual body, your spiritual senses, your psychic senses, and that part of yourself, you, you don't control that. That's not the way things work. You you need to you relax, you allow, you allow because things naturally happen for you. Things naturally work the way that they're supposed to. There's no control. You don't, you don't need to control it. The, the need for control is not there. So I feel like the want for people to astral project is really harnessing something inside themselves where they feel like that they want to control something magical and wonderful. And it's funny because they're all those people are doing it anyways. They're just, again, reading all the stuff. They're just not aware of it. Even the people who claim to be experts at it are obviously and clearly not aware, not aware of what they're doing. They're, they're clearly not very lucid astro travelers. Um, and so I just wanted to clear that up for you guys. And if you are interested in astral projection, that's fine and wonderful. But I feel like you would get there faster if you practice more of being aware of when you're astral traveling weekly anyways. And that's just what allowing yourself when you, you know, you awake, start remembering and, and journaling and trying to figure out where were you? What were you doing there? Were you in another place? Because most, most likely the answer is going to be yes, you were in another place. And so then you're going to realize, oh, I traveled there. I traveled there. You're not traveling places in your mind. You're actually traveling there spiritually. You're actually there. Like you're just, your body is there. Your mind remembers and translates, but your body is there. You are experiencing. That's why everything feels so real when you do this kind of thing. And everything feels like that. That was a real thing. It felt like my reality. It feels like this. Yeah, because it was real. And um, it's funny to me at this point, since I've been doing it so long, that everybody's like so surprised. And I'm like thinking I have to remind myself that I don't think like everybody else and have to remind myself that they don't really know it's real because they've been told it's not real. So 
Now I'm just rambling. Anyways, um, hopefully that this was helpful with regards to the truth behind astral traveling. Everybody does it. You do it two to three times a week, whether you remember it, whether you think about it. You absolutely can find yourself feeling afraid if you don't have the knowledge of what's happening during your exit and entry. When you awake, when you are startled, when your body has something that happens that causes you to try to awake during it, when you're out of body, you're going to be experiencing many of these things that I talked about, the paralysis, bed shaking, the vibration, the weird silhouettes, etc., etc. When you try to take control at that point, it's going to allow you to have a rough entry. So next time, relax realize it's that's, that's what you're doing. The more that knowledge that you gain and the more that you realize that it is not harmful, it is not scary if there are negative entities out there. And, and this is kind of an advanced topic, but I have experienced negative entities and I have had run-ins with them. Very much so I have. Um, but the chances of other people experiencing it in the way that I do because my vibration is so high and because I do so much teaching, there's kind of a target on me for that sort of thing. Um, the chances of other people experiencing the way I do is really kind of slim. But uh, you have a lot of protection. You need to understand that the protection is in place, with the, that we weren't built this way to just go off and potentially be bullied or be tossed around by other entities. That's not the way this works. So we're, you know, that's, that's like a physical mind thing that people would think up here on Earth. That's not the way the spiritual realm works. That's not the way our safeguards are put in place. It's very different than that. So try to just be aware if you um, exit or entry like this and try to allow the control to be left to your natural ability to enter because you've already been doing it your life, your entire life. You've been doing it. So try not to let your mind freak you out and take control. And then also talk to your guides, talk to your angels, talk to God, whoever, and ask to have a quick exit and entry and once you start being less afraid of it you're going to you're going to realize that you're going to have a lot more control of what you do when you're astral traveling like you're going to feel more lucid the more that you just relax into the knowledge of what's happening the more that you're going to allow yourself to be like oh then I went here and I went there and the more you're going to start remembering and the more you're going to start being able to move somewhere by your thoughts um, it's really exciting so Hopefully this, this was helpful. If you would like more information on anything, you can go to mykeystospiritworld.com. Uh, that's where you can find information on the Higher Purpose Learning Group and the Facebook group. Um, and the other thing is, you. this is the last few days of my Psychic Ability class. And then it's going to be closed for enrollment until December. If you're listening to this when it's closed, you still can go to the www.psychicabilityclass.com and you can get on the wait list for when I open it again. So we have some super cool things happening on Keys to Spirit World. Um, we're getting ready to open um, some new things that I don't want to tell you about yet. But thank you for joining me and have a wonderful day. Don't forget to stop by Keys to Spirit World. Don't forget to check into my class We've had, you know, the class thing I do have to say has been super wonderful in the way that I feel very blessed 
that people are loving this class. The system I have put together for this class is working really, really well, and it's super exciting to see the results. Um, everybody has been having huge results. So until next time, have a wonderful day. Aloha. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.